Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your listening convenience. November 17th, 2021. Netflix unleashes sonic boom on the film industry. Money and fame. Viewership. Hollywood talent cares about two things, making money and becoming famous. And of course, those are very intertwined over the long haul. When Netflix beat out HBO for House of Cards by guaranteeing two seasons up front, it was easy for Hollywood to dismiss Netflix as simply overpaying talent for an individual piece of content. Eight and a half years later, with massive global subscriber scale, over 213 million subscribers, and global ARPU now up to $11.73 per month, Netflix is spending over $12 billion annually on original programming, out of a $17-plus of total content spend. With Netflix outspending every other media company by a wide margin, the industry has shifted its focus on the challenges and danger of talent working with Netflix. Critics now say that content gets lost on the service because there's so much new content every week, and Netflix viewership metrics are bogus because you only need to watch for quote-unquote two minutes to be counted as a household view, essentially attacking the other half of what is most important to talent, fame. Movie industry purists take it a step further, saying Netflix cannot create a global blockbuster without opening a movie in movie theaters. Movie exhibition is not only seen as a unique marketing event for a movie to drive downstream monetization, but that the power of a shared, quote-unquote, collective experience is what creates longevity to the IP or franchise value. Supposedly, that cannot be replicated by streaming. Ignore that Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Stranger Things, Mandalorian, and Squid Game were never released in movie theaters, yet all appear to have entered the zeitgeist in a way that very few movies per year do, out of hundreds of movies released each and every year. That said, Netflix, nor any streaming service, has yet to create a true breakout cultural moment from a direct-to-streaming movie. The only question is whether it simply has not happened yet or whether it's impossible because of a lack of traditional theatrical release before a title gets to streaming. Watch and read the comments below in Exhibits A through D from Quentin Tarantino, Kevin Feige, David Zaslav, and Barry Diller. While some are direct attacks on Netflix, Others are bigger picture comments on why movies need to be in theaters to be successful versus direct to streaming. Just a more subtle way of attacking the Netflix strategy. Exhibit A, producer-director Quentin Tarantino on The Late Show, November 9th, 2021. When a movie comes out that you're interested in enough to see and it makes you leave your house and buy a ticket and you could do anything in the world you want that night, but you decide to go to see a film, one film particularly. Anything in the world. And you go to see it, and maybe you're on your own, maybe it's in the afternoon, or maybe it's with your date or your wife or whoever, and you go and see it, and you, and you buy a ticket, and you sit down, and you have an experience, and you have an experience with a bunch of strangers. And at that moment, once the movie gets going, once the lights are down, you become a collective. This audience here is a collective. There's you by yourself. You. I'm talking to you. There's you by yourself. <laughs> but then there's all of you together. 
And, th and then you start appreciating the movie in that way. And when you have a good experience, it's not always a good experience, but when you have a good experience, those are the things that stay in your mind and that you remember for the rest of your life. And they become indelible, indelible snapshots. Exhibit B, Marvel President Kevin Feige. It's impossible not to be when you go to the opening night to 23 movies in a packed movie houses and seeing the moviegoers' reaction. That's what drives us creatively as we make all of these, certainly culminating in Avengers Endgame and Far From Home. There's nothing better than that, and we don't want to lose it. I'm hoping we don't have to. It's human nature to want to get together and have an experience. March 9th, 2021, in a Variety interview. Exhibit C. Incoming Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, David Zaslov. And if we do things right, we should be able to get HBO or whatever it's called together with Discovery in over 200 million homes and be a global product like Disney Plus or like Netflix. But in addition to that, we'll have Warner Brothers motion pictures. So we'll be able to do something that Netflix can't. We'll be able to open a motion picture everywhere in the world. Paley Media Summit, November 17th, 2021. Exhibit D, Chairman IAC, Barry Diller. These streaming services have been making something that they call movies. They ain't movies. There's some weird algorithmic process that has created things that last 100 minutes or so. I used to be in the movie business where you made something really because you cared about it. Sun Valley Conference via CNBC, July 9th, 2021. Netflix unleashes viewership data. Netflix released Red Notice on Friday, November 12th, and by Sunday, November 14th, it was the top streaming title on Netflix, movie or TV series in every country the company operates around the world. As shown at the table at the top of this post, assuming the vast majority watched the entire two-hour movie, it was seen by 76 million household subscribers in just three days. Assuming about two to three people per Netflix household watched the film together, and not assuming repeat viewing, it implies Red Notice was viewed by well over 150 million people in just its first three days of release, and potentially over 200 million. Given that Red Notice has remained number one around the world over the past couple of days, the 149 million hours viewed should be substantially higher today. What makes the 149 million so astounding is that the all-time top movie on Netflix in terms of hours watched is Bird Box which had 282 million hours watched within its first 28 days, albeit this is likely meaningfully higher today. Red Notice is more than halfway to Bird Box in just three days, illustrating how much bigger a Netflix hit can be in 2021 versus 2018, with Netflix global subs 64% higher over the past three years. Many will say it's unfair to compare a streaming movie at no additional cost to a movie released exclusively in theaters that costs on average $8 per person, the average global ticket price. However, if we want to understand the power of streaming to drive viewership, which builds popularity for the content talent, meaning fame, the comparison is quite relevant. Globally, the two biggest box office films of 2021 are MGM's James Bond, No Time to Die, and Universal's F9. Each film has achieved over $700 million of global box office. Based on that same $8 average ticket price, about 90 million people saw each of these films to date, also assumes no repeat viewing.
Red Notice has likely been, quote unquote, watched by 2x the number of consumers worldwide in just its first three days of release than have seen No Time to Die in its first 45 days of release and F9 during its entire 100-plus day box office run. Even the original Avatar, the biggest global box office film of all time, including multiple re-releases over 11 years, was only watched in theaters by about 400 million people. Red Notice has achieved one-third to one-half of that in just three days. Squid Game viewership is mind-boggling. But even Red Notice, let alone Netflix's top all-time movie Bird Box, are dwarfed by original series consumption on Netflix. While series watch time is clearly biased by a series' longer runtime, Squid Game has generated 2.1 billion hours of watch time in its first two months of release. Based on the series' running time of 488 minutes, the viewership implies 258 million household views, which is more than Netflix's current global subscriber base of 213 million. The reason is either repeat viewership or more likely, after one or more in a household watches the series, someone else in the household binges it. When you think about the same two to three people per Netflix subscriber household, it means that Squid Game has already been watched by well over 500 million consumers around the world. Let that sink in. That is a mind-bogglingly large number that dwarfs everything else on Netflix to date. Money and fame. If Hollywood talent cares about money and fame, Netflix can clearly deliver both and now has the data readily available to prove it. Given the paltry viewership of other streaming services we discussed last month, as legacy media companies balance their content between traditional distribution outlets and streaming, they have no way of generating the viewership for a piece of content that Netflix can. The rapidly widening gap is a huge advantage for Netflix going forward. By publishing its actual viewership data, Netflix is essentially creating a new weapon to shift talent and projects in its direction and away from peers. While Red Notice has not entered the zeitgeist, nor has F9 or No Time to Die, the industry now has the data to see when Netflix produces a Squid Game-sized cultural moment movie. When that happens, and it inevitably will, the movie industry will be forever changed.